0: So how is everybody this morning? Good. That's good. So show of hands. Has uh, 2019 started good for you? Yes. Okay, there's a few. Not so good? No hands. That's really good. Uh, what about it's just the same old grind as every other year? Yeah, there's a few There's a few hands there. It's a, it's a bit like that. I mean, I loved yesterday the fact that it was raining and I could walk around my trackies last night in the middle of summer. I'm, I'm all for that. I know I'm weird, but say la vie. Anyway, so obviously 2019 has started, and a new year starting means a bit of action, I think. We, we kind of, you know, I shared last week that the last week of December is one of reflection. We kind of look at the year and assess the good, the bad, the indifferent, and then we start to slowly start to turn our eyes towards a new year. You know, for some of us, we just want to skip to that new year. We don't want to reflect because it's been a terrible year. We want that clean slate. You know, so now it's early January, and this often brings that figurative clean slate. There's a new vigor, new goals, new hope. Not the Star Wars movie, even though it's good, but it does bring us a new hope and new resolutions. And we'll come back and look at those resolutions a little bit in a a while. Now, for M and I, and you've probably heard me say this every year for the last couple of years, we try to use the time in the lead up to a new year seeking God for a word or a theme for the coming year. So in the early part of the year, we try to flesh this out a little, what it looks like. And for me this year, um, it's two words. So it's dream again, but the again is the is the key thing. And I think that that's for for all of us. You know, I'm going to look at three scriptures this morning and the focus of all of those scriptures is new. That God is doing a new thing. That there is new things there for us. And so that again, for me, but for all of us, is that sometimes we can get stuck in the, the mundane. We can get stuck in what life is doing and what's going wrong that we forget about the new. We forget that God is a constant. He doesn't change, but life around us changes. But also our knowledge and our understanding of God changes. We get a new revelation of Him each day when we press into Him. Each day when we wake up, we get a new understanding of what life is and about our purpose. And so for us this year, I've, I really feel like we've got to go again. Got to go again and find what that new thing is. You know, imagine how cool it would be to see all of us go deeper in our relationship with God. To be able to speak about the miracles he has done in, around and through us. What about, you know, seeing this place packed and and overflowing and seeing, you know, our community impacted by the new things that God wants to do in us. So I want to explore this concept of new this morning. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that amid whatever's going on in life, you are a constant. But because you're a constant, you're constantly showing us new things. You're constantly speaking new revelation to us. And so this morning, Lord, I pray that you'd speak through me and that we'd journey together and seeing how we are a new creation, and that you have so much new stuff for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was preparing this message, I did a Google search for the top 10 New Year's resolutions that people make. And to be honest, you can probably guess quite a few of them. So what do you reckon the number one New Year's resolution typically is? That's number two. No. no uh, smoking's on the list, but that's further down. No, it's similar to lose weight. The number one is to exercise more. So it, it, it's interesting. So you've got exercise more, lose weight, get organised. I'm, com- I'm not familiar with this at all. So I'm going to need some help on, uh, on what that looks like. Though I do actually have a diary, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that, 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 that's taking a step of faith, eh? <laughs> Number four, learn a new skill or hobby. That's a cool one. Five, live life to the fullest. I don't know how you actually quantify that, but we'll go with it. Number six is to save more money slash spend less money. Number seven, quit smoking. Number eight, spend more time with family and friends. It's a nice one. Nine is travel more. And ten, read more. I like that one. M probably does too. I've got this pile of books sitting in the office that's like this and it's, that's unread, books that I want to read and I seem to just constantly add to it. So some time to read a little bit more would be nice. So anyone willing to admit that they have either stated any of these in the past as resolutions? Yeah, lots of hands. I'm, I'm up too. Maybe this year. You know, this year, and I'm gonna, you guys can keep me accountable to this, I'm going off soft drink... I tried, tried it, I tried it two years ago and got to August. Oh. M-, M got the whole year, um, so she did well. So I'm going off that and off packets of chips because I ate a little bit too many of those and I've got to get rid of some of this. So, uh, so we'll see how we go on that. I think they're interesting to think about, though, those resolutions. You know, all of them look at how we can get ourselves into a healthier state, physically, mentally, emotionally, Financially, all of that. And that's not a bad thing because it's important that we self-care, but also that we do it for the right reasons. You know, resolutions or goals may be good, but they become unhealthy when done for the wrong reasons. If our focus becomes solely on ourselves and not on God, then we miss the point of being a new creation and the new things that God has for us you know and as an example of that seven or eight years ago I was in a connect group and the question was asked if you could do or achieve anything in your life what would it be we were then told that there was one catch and that's that there's no limitations on what that could be so 20 year old me I can't can't actually remember for the life of me what I said that night but the response was for me to write out a bucket list. Now, for those of you who don't know what a bucket list is, it's a list of things you want to do before you kick the bucket, or before you die, basically. And so mine uh, has become a rather over-the-top, extravagant, not remotely achievable (laughs) list. As a 20-year-old, I wrote things down that I thought would be cool to do, not that I actually either wanted to do or not that I thought would be achievable. And I think that sometimes, you know, when we're looking at resolutions and looking at our lives, we can get stuck in just writing a list for the sake of writing a list and not actually reaching out to God and say, hey, God, what do you want to do this year? You know, what do you want to partner with me in for this year? I think sometimes we get so fixated on the list and everybody talks about resolutions, so I'm going to do one, But are we actually doing it because we love God and we want to honour Him or are we doing it just for fun? If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It'll be on the screen as well. So, chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ... Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I love that. Verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And I think that that is an amazing reminder for us, particularly at the start of a new year. Like, it's, it's important that we take that on board all the time. But in a new year when we're kind of assessing, okay, what, what's God got in store for me with work? What's he got in store with me for study, for the family? Let's set our eyes above and what he wants to do. And I know that this is easier said than done. But as Steve said earlier, being a new year, we need to surrender ourselves again. Surrender ourselves at the feet of God. And I think that once this becomes a habit, we set ourselves up for our future. You know, the first song we sang says, let the future begin. Let's set ourselves up for our future. We first need to recognize and understand that upon accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, repenting and turning back to him, we are new. We are a new creation for life. You know, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, it is only Christ that can transform us. In Christ, we become new. A Christian is not just somebody who's become nice, but a Christian becomes new. There's a new perspective, a new reality. We don't just turn over a new leaf. We receive a new life. You know, a Christian is not like a tadpole that has become a frog. Yes, gone through a series of changes, but he's basically the same creature. A Christian is more like a frog who has received the kiss of grace and become a prince or a princess. That's what we are. We are changed radically and dramatically. And since we have been raised to a new life in Jesus, we are told to seek those things which are above and the verb seek in this, in this verse is in the present tense. So in other words, we are told to continually be seeking those things which are above. And the second verse builds on that by telling us to set our affections on things above, not on things on earth. So we are told to focus our thoughts on heavenly things, not earthly things. You know, that's part of when we become new, our perspective shifts, our focus shifts to the things of God And so as we come into a new year, that should be our focus. You know, if we want God to do something new, we need to shift our focus to what He has, not continually looking back or or looking at what we want to do. What does God want to do? You know, a quick look at some of the verses following 1 and 2, so throughout Colossians 3 and 4, give a little insight into what Paul is talking about here. Some of the things we are to pursue are a deeper knowledge of Jesus clean and holy life an effective prayer life a fruitful witness to the people around us in other words we are encouraged to live with the fruit of the spirit and to live as best we can like jesus lived we are challenged to live out our lives with genuine spiritual values and not the values of a fallen world and i know it sounds like a lot and it is but because we are made new, we are equipped to live this way. We are equipped with a new perspective. And Being the start of the year, the time when we look at what we want to set our focus on, whether it's one thing or multiple things for the year ahead, why not consider embracing this concept of a new you. And now I'm not talking about the slogans that you see on TV or on social media from gyms going, come and transform your body, turn yourself into a new you, or diet companies, or all of those and what they throw around. I'm talking about separating yourself from the past and the present if necessary and looking to the future and the new things that God wants to do. Having worked with an AFL team, I've seen this concept play out. You know, clubs who have been successful want to maintain that success. So, when something works well, you think that the best way to replicate that success is to just follow the same process. The problem is, as the years go by, you get new players, and the way the game is played changes. All of a sudden, everything is different, and the old ways don't work anymore. In order to remain at the top, you need to adapt. You need to try or be something or someone new. So it is with life. We need to be willing to, to step into something new. If you know you're coming to the end of a, of a job or the end of schooling and you're trying to figure it out, go, hey God, what's this new thing that you've got for me? And be willing to step off the ledge for it. We need to embrace a heavenly perspective which dictates our earthly walk not the other way around. I'll say that again. We need to embrace a heavenly perspective, so set your eyes on things above, which dictates our earthly walk, not an earthly perspective that influences our walk for eternity. So if I were to sit down and look at my bucket list now, I would like to think it would be different to what it was when I was 20, as my priorities, focus, and understanding of life has changed. The one little caveat on that. It'd still be dreaming big and believing for the miraculous, but it's setting the eyes on things above, not on the things around me at the time. And that's what we all need to do. We are called to become heavenly minded. From his place at the Father's right hand, Jesus makes intercession for us and gives us all that we need to live for him in this world. So as we embark on a new year, may the Lord help us to realize who we are and what we have in Jesus. You know, life isn't about us. We are a new creation so that we can bring that something new into the world. You know, so once we recognize we are a new creation for life, we need to embrace our new reality. Again, I've got some scriptures coming up on the screen. But if, got, if you want to read it yourself, go to your first one is Isaiah 43, verses 18-18 to 19 and it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it i am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland that's an amazing verse forget the former things and do not dwell on the past and, you know, in that, the former things, God is talking about the divine accomplishments and, and deliverance, the big things that he has done. But actually turn your eyes to the new thing. And the new thing is the restoration of his people. You know, sometimes we can get so caught up in our successes and hold on to them. You know, we may do something really cool at work and then down the track people go, oh, you're not doing all of this. And we turn around and go, hey, but don't you remember when... You know, I was responsible for this or I was responsible for this. That only works for so long. We need to realize that the old is gone, that we are continually being transformed, that we need to look forward, not back. We need to see and seek that something new that God is doing. The other scripture I want to look at is Luke chapter 5, verse 36 to 39. So Jesus is with the Pharisees and he says... He told them this parable. No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise they will have torn the new garment. And the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new. For they say the old is better jesus knew that what he was preaching and living was revolutionary it was a new way of doing things jesus made things personal or individual for those around him and the pharisees weren't ready for that they were comfortable with how things were because that was how they had always been done You know, at that point, the priest was the only one with access to the Holy of Holies to God. And people would have to bring an animal to be sacrificed by the priest on the altar for forgiveness of sins. But they'd have to do that every year and repeat the process. And that was comfortable for so many people. But Jesus made faith personal. He wasn't concerned with the past or even the present. A lot of the time he wanted to change our future by changing our mindsets and our understanding of our situation circumstances and reality he wanted us to understand that we have and we are a new creation but we also have a new life available to us we've just got to choose to do that now I don't know about you but I love new things love new TV shows new beginnings new books new days new directions new practical joke ideas there's something about the word new that just absolutely screams opportunity and possibility. Don't you agree? You know, I mean, no matter how bad you've blown it, no matter how bad things may have become, no matter what may have happened, how worn out something has gotten or monotonous your life has become, all that can be erased when you use that magic little word new. So say it with me, new. New. Turn to somebody and say, you're a new creation. You know, of course, there are those who who don't see it that way. That's why they never throw anything away or they won't try a new restaurant or do anything like that. But that's okay. But why is it that this little three-letter word has such an impact? I think because it's different. It speaks of change. And often in the monotony of life that change brings hope. You know, if we continue to dwell solely on the old things God has done, we're not going to see the new things God has planned for 2019 and every subsequent day. I'll say it again. If we continue to dwell solely on the old things God has done, we're not going to see the new things God has planned for 2019 and every subsequent day. Like I have said, God is constant in our lives and in the world. But everything we discover and learn about him is new. So don't stop learning about him. Don't think, oh, I know enough about God, so I'm just going to put that on a shelf here, leave that, not worry about it. Keep seeking him. You know, if we want that new wine, chase after him. Let that be a wellspring that springs out of us, a new wine to impact so many people. You know, focusing on the past as good and great as it it may have been, can blur our focus on today. In other words, it's hard to see in front of you when you're constantly looking behind you. You know, you don't drive down the road like that. I mean, you may think that some people are doing that sometimes with how they drive, <laughs> but if we're going to get somewhere safely and efficiently, we're looking ahead of us. We're not kind of looking behind us. You know, I can be, I can be guilty not of driving like that, but... Um, <laughs> I can be guilty of sometimes focusing on the past and the way things have done. You know, in in prepping messages and stuff, it, it's quite easy sometimes, and Steve might attest to this, that when you've preached a message in the past and you know it's good and you're struggling to come up with something, it's easy to just pull parts from that or go, you know what, I'm just going to preach this again. But you're missing out on the new revelation that God has not only for you, but the people that you're sharing it with. So I encourage you, when you're with God and seeking God, what's that new thing that he has? Don't look back when we can look forward with expectation for what God has for us, amen? Now, I'm not saying we just simply dismiss the past and move on. We learn from it. We learn from it. And when we're struggling, when we were struggling, what was going on in us? What did we learn what was different then to the moments where we fully felt God and saw him move we see patterns in this and these are worth considering and writing down they help us grow and we need each other to help us see the new creation that we are the new reality live in and the new purpose that we have you know Samuel i just want to say that you need to trust god that he loves you and that is with you, mate. You are valued, and use your voice to speak up for the love that God has for people. Hey, Amen. you know when I hear you pray in pre-service prayer, there's a lot there, mate. So don't ever feel like you can't speak. And Hamish, where are you? You're back there. While I was preparing this, I had a picture of you in like the everything around you is dark, and you're walking carrying a lamp. And there's a crowd of people behind you holding, holding your hand. You know, the word says that is a lamp unto our feet. And you are this lamp for so many people. Don't doubt what you, what you carry and what you can do. Marcel, God's been trying to get your attention. He wants you to step off the ledge and, and take that step. I see a boat in a lake. You can't see the shore and it's starting to get rough. And you don't know what to do but you've seen what God can do. Trust that and trust him. Jumping all in is what he wants. But I think all of those, while individual, are for all of us. God has something new for each and every one of us. Are we willing to turn our ear to him and listen to what he has to say? You know, there are some things in life we are to remember because they are important to remember but we don't fixate on the past. You know, there's a story in Joshua about the standing stones when they cross the River Jordan and they stand 12 stones up and say they are still standing so that our children will remember the deliverance that God did. It's important to know that he has delivered us in the past because then we remember that he can do it again. And he can do it again. And he can do it again. We don't forget the past, but we should not be dictated to by it. We are a new creation with a new perspective and a new reality. So I say, let us set a resolution to let go of the old and embrace the new, year. Too often we, like the Pharisees, remain stuck in a certain cycle of thought or behavior. Or we stay confined to a certain reality because it's all we have known. Or it's all we think we deserve. Or it's just comfortable to simply just cruise but it means we don't experience the full richness of life that comes from being spiritually made new. We are new wineskins, so why do we try to fill ourselves with old or no good wine? We have the Holy Spirit wanting to burst from us and impact those around us. We need to position ourselves with a heavenward perspective that allows him to work in us and flow through us. Amen? You know, as it says in Isaiah, God is doing a new thing. Say new thing. new thing. We need to position ourselves for this new thing. So what new thing does God want to do in and through you? I encourage you this week to, to ponder that, to spend some time with God. See what the new thing is. Because we are a new creation, it means new things will flow through and from us. we need to we need to stop trying to force a square peg into a round hole you know and that's what happens when we try to force old things to be new things it's like trying to access apps on a mobile phone that doesn't have that access you know think about the old nokia brick phones there aren't any apps on that you can't sit there and try and as much as you you tap it You're not accessing any apps. Yes, you've got Snake at least. Snake is fun. And they say that duct tape can fix anything and make anything function like it's new. But it's not new. And therefore, not the strongest and best it could be. But like mobile phones, we have been transformed and upgraded to a better model. We need to actually embrace that. Before that, we need to believe it. We need to believe that we are a new creation in Christ. We are a new creation. There is something new that he has for us. We need to tap into the wellspring of life and let the new wine flow. Through all of this, Jesus is the one constant. He was with God at the point of creation. He spent time on earth and through the Holy Spirit he is with us each and every day. Can I get the band to come up please? Jesus came to earth and died for us. He lived a life that set the example of what the new normal is. His life was for the world. He put others first and showed them the way to the Father. He sacrificed himself for all of us in love so that we would have the opportunity to be a part of the Father's house in his eternal kingdom. God doesn't want us to live in the past, confined to regret shame hurt embarrassment sin unworthiness all of that he doesn't want us to be living the same thing every day we are a new creation so therefore we are called to bring newness we are called to embrace newness he wants us to stand tall wearing the armor he has given us living a life of love and grace We didn't give our lives to Jesus to then spend that life worrying about what we've already given. We are a new creation church. So as we walk into this new year, make the most of being a new creation. Release the things that need to be released. Remember the things that need to be remembered and embrace what is new. I encourage you to spend time this week with God. Open your Bible, pray, worship. What does he want your new self to focus on in 2019? Where or how does he want you to get involved? What new thing does he have for you? Let's pray.